Gator. I was so excited to go yeah. to high school, not to go to high school. Oh that's boy, learning. <laughs> I was excited because it finally meant I could drop that name because uh, the, the junior high I went to, basically everyone filtered out pretty evenly yeah. to two different schools. And I was just like, what are the odds? Any of the people that are going to remember me? I have my group of friends that know I hate it. And the first day of high school, a dude started to call me that. And that was the first fight I got into in high school. <laughs> I just imagine like a Christmas story fight though. Rockin', frackin', rockin', rockin', it's, rockin'. it's pretty ugly. God, that's my favorite. I gotta watch it every single Christmas. <laughs> if I fight somebody, I mount them and I just keep yelling and then I start crying. Just speaking in tongue. <laughs> and your mittens flapping. <laughs> yeah. I just kept slapping my mittens and he was like, it's summer in Portoville. What are you doing? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, doing Mike. He's like, oh, don't tell me. <laughs> my mom said as long as I wasn't the first, I threw the first punch, it's okay. God, I remember getting in fights i never been in one i was just like kind of a big guy so no one cared and also i just stayed in the band room and play magic cards i got in a lot of fights until eventually <laughs> a teacher was like you're old enough that if you get into a fight now we have to call the police and i was like noted no more fights i'm 25 i got suspended <laughs> <It> was college <laughs> i got suspended from school a lot for fighting because i never never started the fights yeah that's the i thing. just ended them I ended a couple. Most of the time, I just got really hurt. Oh, I, I literally, I have a scar on my eye from a dude hitting me in the face with a softball. So you do a calso? My eye! <laughs> no, like one of my eyes, if you look at the top of the iris, it's a different color because it's scratched. It creates scar tissue. Dude throws David a softball, hit me, hits me in the face. Like, it sets me off. I run at him. <laughs> and I got to the point of grabbing him by the collar and reared back to punch. And a teacher literally pulled me away from him and said don't you'll kill him and send us both to the principal's office and i got suspended for fighting jeez i got beat up i walked out with a black eye and a cut eyeball and had to go Damn. to school with an eye patch on and i got suspended thug life that's when uh zero tolerance started yeah also if you guys are wondering how cool you are when you wear eye patch to school it's not cool at all <laughs> turns out well didn't it have a jolly roger on it no, it looked like a soup strainer. It looked like a spoon of yeah, holes in like it. Yeah, like the fly one. Uh, yeah, it was like a medical yeah. eye patch where they're like, you need to get air to your eyeball. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, my high school was middle school and high school. I mean, my whole town was small. But <laughs> you would think the teachers would like somehow like figure it out. No, it was like, out. multiple days at PE of me fighting. <laughs> and I, I didn't start it. But I'm going to swing if, if it. You know, to defend myself, that was my whole thing. I'm gonna fight, and I get suspended. Man, am I so dumb? Am I the wimp of the group? Have you ever been Very punched much. in the face? No, Alex. I got this. <laughs> I I do firmly. But now I'm too afraid. Like, what if I do kill someone? I do firmly. Like, well, I don't no. know how strong I am. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you never tested as yeah. a child. <laughs> Nerd rage is real. I <laughs> you could. <laughs> I firmly believe everybody needs to get punched in the face one time to know no, what that I'm feels like. I'm all for it. It just never happens. It's not like I'm not the guy that's like, Cause, do man, because it sucks. I got into a slap fight. Oh, that's the same. <laughs> the other guy was purple when I was done with him. <laughs> okay, first off, you fought the grimace. We get it. You're the big kid on the. Playground. He was also purple when we started the fight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he was still purple when we ended. When it. I was done with him. He was a slightly different shade of purple. He gave me some nuggets and some high sea orange. Grimace used to have forearms till I got I a hold of him. Yeah, he looked like a weird Ganesh thing. Um, yeah, getting punched in the face blows, dude. 
<laughs> like, that, and I got like a, I got a hunker, so like that's gonna snap. <laughs> I, then the, I'll be the one. It's like wow. The worst <laughs> I've ever felt was getting punched in the forehead, like because the nose sucks and it makes you cry instantly, and like it stings. Yeah, I've, ding- I've dinged my nose and mouth and like cheeks hurt. But like if you get hit square in the forehead by somebody's fist, it sucks. That's why you gotta meet it first. Dude had, Again, I've never been, never been in a fight. The kid had a roll of quarters in his hand and hit me, and like it was, I was glad he hit my forehead because he just gave me a concussion. If he hit my chin, he would have like literally shattered my jaw. Yeah. I once saw Brock kill a man with a sock full of monster snaps. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story of my second concussion. <laughs> you were fighting Brock. Yeah, I thought you died. I found the kids. Yeah, sure. Met him one time. Stacy's very mad. We were at uh, the Adult Swim booth at uh, Comic-Con, and I went to go get a t-shirt for me and Stacey, and then I told Stacey, can you hold a spot in line for the whatever the attraction was, and she went over there, and then standing in line with me to get t-shirts was Patrick Warburton. I was like, Patrick, can I get a picture with you? Yeah, sure. Uh, get over here, kid. Let's go. <laughs> and my friend took the picture of us, and it's like the blurriest picture I ever saw. Uh, I feel like, like he was... Big, he, was he could have been Bigfoot. Was he clearly chewing gum at the time? Because I feel like that's his number. He'll be like, yeah, sure. Come on over here, kid. No, he's just very sweaty. Not as tall as I thought. Hmm. I Smells I, very nice. I've met a lot of celebrities. Smells like the orange groves over California. I've met a lot of celebrities, and I have a handful of pictures with them, and I don't think they're capable of taking good pictures. No. Because you're so panicked, and you're like, I got to do this quick. But also the lighting. Yeah, so I've got like... Natural pictures of me with kevin smith where it always looks like kevin smith was at a place and i assaulted him look at you oh kevin smith i've got like pictures of me with jason muse where it looks like he was assaulting me the best picture i have is it's the only one i have out it's in my bedroom it's me and bruce campbell this is like i just good night bruce no it looks legit it's a good picture i don't feel like bruce campbell can't take a bad picture he can't uh because he also like poses like he does a good job of it but it's a picture with him when I worked at Borders because I got to run that event. It was a really fun day for me. But uh, it's me and Bruce Campbell, but we're also not facing the camera that took the picture because the camera that did take the picture that I was pointing toward, that camera broke. <laughs> and then it's a mix of it's him and I looking to a different camera making like a pose. And then I also was in a very regrettable bowling shirts and goatee phase. Oh, and boy. Flavor I really Town. Upset. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it is a Guy Fieri shirt. It's it's like a, I think it's a tan and blue bowling shirt. It didn't have like Dragon Ball on it though, I assume, since you don't like Dragon Ball. No, no, no flames on it either. <laughs> My bowling shirts were very plain. Is it like a sheen? Like a Charlie Sheen? Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is, yeah. Ah, with no flames, is even a bowling shirt? <laughs> this guy. Can't knock down pins? Uh, I, look, I got the good, I got the good terrible goatee though, because no hair grew here to here. <laughs> so it's just like, just here. It's just like I just had the chin strap on to hold my helmet on. <laughs> and then I took the helmet off. And I was like, keep the chin strap. Uh, it makes me feel safe. Yeah. One time a barber just started cutting my beard without asking and gave me a chin strap. <gasps> Very mad. Have not gone back. I've never, I never I heard of anybody like yeah, facial just hair. Like, That's... Sorry to interrupt. I just, I just got inspired. Thanks. Now I'm a douchebag. <laughs> got inspired. That's, That's funny. Bad. I have been to those like barber shops where they get very artistic. But they're really just shaving the same thing over yeah. and over. Like, it's like, yeah, my bonsai tree. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, like no, no. <laughs> they're getting on like on the chair in front of you with their crotch <laughs> in your face. Just, let me get that real, let me get that angle. Uh, sir, please stop. Uh, uh. 
then uh, I just a little bit off the top. I'm just here for my wife. <laughs> All right, let's get oh, into yeah, this. Let's do this. Are we recording? Oh yeah, we've been recording. <laughs> okay. we got, we're 15 minutes in, but uh, welcome to another episode of Three Hours Later. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. What voice was I supposed to do? I forgot it. I don't know. I did it earlier, and Alex wanted me to do it. Oh, I was supposed to do the Randy Newman. Yeah. Like, be like, I'm not my. Or you could just do like an over the top Scottish The dumb accent. part though, that doesn't make sense if the if this isn't part of that episode. So I yeah. apologize for ruining the intro. Hey guys, I'm Mike. Do Scottish. You were there. I, I can't. Hola. Hola. <laughs> Hola. I'm Scottish. Hola. Me is Scottish. Yo estoy es Scottish. The crappy part is I'm really proud of my Scottish accent, but when I'm put on the spot, I'm like. Stage fright. <laughs> Don't look at me. I have to think of Scrooge McDuck, but saying Angus McLeod. Angus McLeod. That was like his nemesis. Let's think of anger. Like, a little bit of anger in it. Or fat it, it is really hard to do a Scottish accent without yelling. Like it's just part of it. It's like trying to do a German accent and not be like, ah, go to Morgan. Stroopwafel. Those are like popular now. They're really good. I'm like. I've only heard of them, dude. Like within we, like the last two years, the the two years in a row that I went to the UK, we discovered them, and I was like, "These are ama-. like, I, like I'm not trying to take credit for it, but hey, I'm worldly." Look, did you ever have Stroopwafel before I went to the UK? Probably not. Did you ever see Oreo candy bars in stores before I brought back an almost illegal amount of them? I want Mike to be like, you know, like Japanese people get crazy with the celebrity like commercials over there. I want that to be you, but like for the Stroop Waffle. Stroop Waffle. Was that Tommy Lee Jones? I just yelled, Arigato Stroop Waffle. Thank you, Stroop Waffle. Sometimes I'll put on like an actual, like an hour's worth of Japanese commercials on YouTube. Gracias, Stroop Waffle. All I can say is thank you in a different language and then Stroop Waffle. So anyway, Donk, uh, we've mentioned Scottish, I guess, but uh, this episode we're talking about train spotting and possibly train spotting too, depending on how far we went with the challenge. That was the challenge to see how far you'd go. But we could tap out anytime. You can. I made um, it, I made it all the way. I think we all watched it. Me too. Yeah. I almost tapped out for part I would, two. I would have been sad. Well, you didn't. You just watched them though in the last two days, right? Yeah. Because that was the other thing I was curious about. Because like. So the reason, so I picked it. This is my pick. Uh, the reason I picked it is because Train Spotting is hands down my favorite movie of all time. Like I've seen it hundreds of times. I watch it many times a year. It's one of the few movies that I think I know most of the 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 script to. I um, I find that very hard to believe because when Spud is saying anything, here's what's really cool. I can understand Scottish accents very well because of how much I've watched Train Spotting. Fair enough. I uh, could not. Oh man, I had dude, such a tough time. I when I the last time I was in Scotland, I was there with my uh, with my ex wife and my ex mother in law, and I was their interpreter. Like the <laughs> whole time, they'd be talking to somebody, and like you'd think somebody walked up was like, "How is the man?" Hey, big man. And I'm like, "Oh, he said, would where are we going? This is a cab.'" <laughs> I was uh, hoping that the sentence was gonna be like way shorter, even though it's like the same. Still English. He just walks over. He's like, "I do it over there." And we're like, "He said hi." He said Peter. I don't know why. <laughs> like Spider Man. I did uh, make make the mistake of when I was in England uh, saying restroom. Yeah, that that messes him up. You just have to say toilet. It's the five poop. seconds in, I it's missed the, it up. It's the poop yep. box, right? Yeah, yeah. You just gotta say we're 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 a shit. 
I'm, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm here from America. Where do I take the shit? Where's the poop boot? Where uh, your, where's your boot? Where's your flag at so I can poop on it? Because I'm from America. <laughs> um, one of them from them dollar bills with a lady on it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Train Spotting is my favorite. It's my favorite movie of all time. It's one of my favorite books. Um, I discovered it as a book, and then which I wasn't supposed to be reading at that point in high school because it's a pretty subversive book. How far apart are the the first movie and the book? I and is there a second say, book? Yeah, there is a second book that the the second movie is loosely based on. Okay. Um, man, when did the first book come out? Books, oh, I'm looking at the books, wrong books, movie. Books, man. So books are like movies for your brain. Oh, I think the only thing close to that I got was like Catching the Rye. Catching the Rye. Phonies. Yes. God, saying that for like a longest time. I'm like, man, it's such a phony. See? <laughs> such a phony. Me, it was uh, the Halo books. <laughs> those are good. They're good. I do not hate those books. I actually read most of the Harry Potter, like but should. stopped after, before Order of the Phoenix. I got only through the first book of Game of Thrones. That one's kind of hard because, like, the ages are so off. Yeah, the show. they're children yeah. still in the yeah. books. Yeah, it, it was kind of hard to. Here comes to... Rob. He's only, he's only a boy of 14. <laughs> yeah, Khaleesi yeah. was really young. He's going to go straight to the, the Night's Watch. Yeah, he's still a boy in when that ends versus in the TV show where it's been 10 years. Yeah. Uh, so the the novel for Trainspotting came out in 93. I probably read it like 94, 95. I was probably 95. And then this came out like 96? 96. Because this came out the year I graduated from high school. Um, and this is like when I got heavy into indie films. Like this this movie. Were you that guy like in college? Oh, dude, absolutely. Like <laughs> I, I was like. Like I, I am at my at my core. I am that annoying hipster who's like, I was into it before it was cool. That's right. But I, uh, I was that guy after I had my first philosophy class. Yeah, I. We all are. I hate myself. Because <laughs> this movie came out like because I I watched uh, Clerks and I had never watched like a black and white modern mm-hmm. movie and I I liked that movie because I was like, hey, this this feels like me and my friends. And then that introduced me to like Miramax Pictures, who put this out too. So I hit this weird thing where the same way I listen to music and I look for labels, where I look for anything from Sub Pop or Matador or whatever. Yeah. Um, it became a thing for Miramax. If I saw a Miramax movie coming out, I'd start watching it. And it turns out most of their movies weren't like this. It wasn't yeah. like Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and this and Clerks. It was a lot of like art house films and period dramas. But that like opened me up to watching a lot of stuff. Okay, real quick. I want to name off a few like uh, production companies like that and tell me the first movie that pops in your head. Okay. Orion. Uh, Robocop. It was Robocop for me too. Um, New Line. Uh, Nightmare. Uh, Night- I said Nightmare Before Christmas. I hate that movie. <laughs> Wrong. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. For me, it's uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that is a close second for me. Oh, I and forgot I, about and that. I think, I think Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think that might have been Dimension. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Universal. Uh, E.T. Oh. Well, Mike said it first. Like, I mean, this will be the first one. We but... can have the same thing. We can think of the same now, answer. Now you're wrong. But Universal came out with so many during my time, I know, too. it has to be one that just pops. Yeah, it's E.T. Was E.T. I mean, yeah. that's the answer. I mean, it's like... Also uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park for me. Uh, Disney. Uh, Lady and the Tramp, weirdly. For me, Little Mermaid. Oddly enough, it's, it was Snow White. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. All right, this has been Matt's movie studio corner. I just had like a weird idea. I was like, I get like like you're talking about Miramax and like no, certain like stuff it. like pops in my head when I think about Miramax. Well, that's the thing too is like that's where this is where I started to learn like certain studios did certain types of movies. Like if it was Touchstone, it was like 
funny romantic comedies, mm-hmm. it was Miramax, it was art films, like that, like I literally, this is what taught me that language. Yeah. Where like, even though New Line is not a full indie studio, they're owned by a major studio, they were the arm that put out like the weird shit. Yeah. Um, most, of, most of the indie studios are at that too. Yeah. Backed up by a bigger studio. Yeah, and I mean, Orion's the one I couldn't, couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. I think Child's Play was Orion, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, I think that that's why it was in my head recently too. Warner Brothers? Either Matrix or Batman. Yeah, weirdly, The Matrix. Even though I know a million Warner Brothers movies that are yeah. earlier, like I just remember that very green that Warner Brothers. That was because that was different. Try, oh, like even now, like A24, like when I see them pop up on something, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, I'm going to pay attention. It's going to be a ride. Yeah, it may not be something I love, but it'll be something I enjoyed watching. Um, but yeah, so it's weird that I, I like this movie so much because it's a really, it's a rough story, man. Like, it's about like a group of people in their mid-20s. So these were guys that were slightly older than me when I saw it. So this is what, like, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I grew up in a pretty crappy, rough, small town. And I'm looking at this movie going like, oh, this <laughs> is like the, this is like the European version of my life. Yeah. And it's sad to me now thinking about it where I'm like... Oh, so I was kind of aspiring to be a 26-year-old heroin addict. Huh, good thing I didn't try heroin. Um, Let's not make... Part- no, <laughs> I haven't done heroin. Hmm. Going to edit that part out. But uh, <laughs> just the part where I don't... Where I say I didn't do it? No, yeah, just the part where you said didn't. Just, I did heroin. Oh, man. <laughs> you have too much power. Um. So they they were, what, like in their 20s in the 90s? Yeah, so like when the... when So in the book, was it the same time period books very similar but yeah it was like it's really like this is about a specific time and place in scotland um and what it was like to be like a fairly fairly poor uh person who lived in their version of, like the project so what it's it about kind of yeah scottish skid it's a skittish didn't even know me by name everybody's coming to my own house party just nobody just came, nobody came. <laughs> but uh, uh yeah just just a movie that like it just hit me in a weird way i love it a lot uh, this was like the first real break for so many actors that are in things now, like yeah. Johnny Lee Miller. Man, I forgot I was going to say, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, but yeah, John, Johnny Lee Miller, this was the first movie I remember seeing him in. Then like, I think within the next year or two, I saw you him You remind me who most people... Okay, Hackers. Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, that's all I saw when I saw him. I had, I had to look it up because I didn't know he was like... He's English, right? Not Scottish. But he's European, I guess. I believe he is English. Yeah, I totally did not know because Hackers and uh, the terrible movie, Dracula 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot (laughs) he's in that. Um, But yeah, he was in Simon. Ewan Bremmer, who's uh, the kid who plays Spud, he's been in a lot more things than people Uh, think about. He's just a good character actor. I remember him. Like, it took me a while, but I was like, I know this guy and I like this guy. What is he from? Rundown. Yeah. Love him in the Rundown. Um, Kevin McKidd plays um, Tommy the most tragic character in the yeah. movie by far. And he went on to be in Rome and like, I think he's on Grey's Anatomy now. He, he seems to, like nobody in this movie seems to ever age because at this point, this movie's pretty damn old and everybody looks to him near the same. Big B. Uh, yeah. Robert Carlyle is a uh, Begbie. Uh, he went on, like he went on to just do a bunch of movies. Then he became like Rumpelstiltskin in that uh, <laughs> once. Okay. It's just called once or once upon a time. Uh, well, he, all I know well, is it wasn't fables. A funny thing that I caught, which was not on purpose because it was before the other movie, but um, Ewan McGregor's character is sitting on a bed reading a book next to uh, Beg- Begby, Begby, and the book's called Monty. Yeah. And then he goes on to star in The Full Monty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was later oh. on, but it was just like, that's, what that's a really funny. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite part of the cast is Kelly McDonald. 
she's uh, Renton's love interest through it, who's the high school kid. And I didn't even uh, catch that because, like, I don't even know what the hell they're saying at that point. And then I was like, oh, she's underage. I was like, oh, she's going off to a Catholic college. Yeah. But uh, she also did the voice for Merida in Brave. Because huh. that was real weird for me to watch Brave and then go like, I think she was the underage schoolgirl that the bad uh, the guy was having sex with in the so movie brave. I left. Um, but yeah, so I think it's a really cool movie. It just captures this very specific 90s flavor. It's about this group of guys. They're all except one, either heroin addicts or drunks. They're all bad people, which is what unites them. Uh, and it's just about like this this like one summer essentially when Mark decides to get clean and what happens when you commit to getting clean and all the toxic people around you are keeping you in that spot. Yeah. I feel like Spud isn't a bad person, Spuds. No. Well, he's... He's just really hooked. Yeah, he's dumb and he's an addict. He, he's the saddest character for me. Like, I know yeah. the other guy like died and everything, but... Well, Tommy's like the tragic character, but Spud's like the sad one. Yeah. Spud's the one that you you want so he's, badly for him can, to do yeah, better. Yeah, genuinely, genuinely, he is a good guy. Yeah. But he's, he's in a bad situation. Not even once... Um, so this was not a Matt movie. Like I, I can see where you like it. It's just not for me. And maybe because it is outside of like my age range, I guess, to really feel it. Oh, cool things. I'm old. Cool things. I mean, you're just in different time. Like, uh, no, it is. It is. And I get that with some stuff. Like my cousin would show me movies like this all the time and he's more your age. And like, it kind of reminds me like of like SL- SLC punk and stuff like that. And maybe it's just also, drug culture. Also, I'm super into at that point. Also, I'm just not into drug culture stuff. Like, it's not like it glorifies it or anything of this. Like, it kind of really does show you, like, the, oh, yeah, the, no, the, this, the this bad parts. Oh, yeah, no, this shows, like, yeah, you don't walk out of this going, like, you know, guys, we should try heroin. It makes it look really neat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like, because um, I would say, like, Party Monster kind of does that. It kind of mm-hmm. makes people want to go, like, this this crazy life. Or when you watch, like, American, uh, American Psycho and you're like, cocaine seems fun. Yeah. Now, look at Sabrina's asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't hate it, though. It's just I I definitely don't feel what you felt, and I don't have it. Like, I definitely can't say that's, like, one of my favorite movies ever, or anything like that. But I, I know. I, I feel like if I watched this at a different time, then I, I would totally get it. Like, maybe if I was just in my 20s when I first watched it. But now yeah. I'm in, you know, my early 30s, and it's just like, I would never try that stuff. But I was going through different stuff when I was younger, around like uh, these guys' age during the movie. So who knows? And um, it almost I like uh, Danny Boyle a lot, but then I found out that I don't really like a lot of his movies. Really, just like Twenty Eight Days. Yeah, he he's he's really interesting, and I love that he doesn't have a style. Like I love his style as he just takes swings. Like he just he does. Does stuff. it's always like. Like well, the, the, the the camera angles. And let stuff me rephrase. Like that. He not he doesn't have a style. He doesn't have a genre. Genre. Yes. What I he, he he does definitely shotgun it and try like a little bit of everything. And I I, I like a handful. And I just think he is better suited for horror because he, there's always like a like a grainy like grittiness mm-hmm. to all of his movies that they all share. And I think it's just best for something like uh, well, Twenty and, Days. And that's why I think this works because it is a movie that if anybody else made it, it would have, I think it would have kind of sensationalized what they do and it would have been like, you can't have all unlikable yeah. characters. And he did shoot it like a horror movie and like, even even like you said, the camera angles and stuff, like there's a scene where uh, uh, Spud, the the sad character who you just want to do well, has, a, has an accident in his bed <laughs> and the way it's presented it could have been a horror scene and it could yeah. have been blood. Well, instead so of I poops. got scared because I don't know, like on my, t- my TV, maybe the color was just slightly off, but it looked like red when he <laughs> stuck his hand down there. So I thought like, did she cut off his dick? 
Dude, I, I swear. Split second, I thought yeah, that too. I thought, I thought his dick like was off. I was like, how mad was she? Yeah. And then like he just walks into the other room like all calm for breakfast. And I was like, what is happening? And then the poop came out. And I was like, oh, okay. that's It's not worse, but oh my God. My so, beans and mash. <laughs> I'm kind of in the in the middle, honestly. Uh, the first one, are we just strictly doing the first one right now? Yeah. Uh, the first one, the the scene itself, a lot of the the way it was filmed almost kind of took me out of it, you know, because I know that, like, kind of with Matt, where you know I I don't do drugs, I'm not into that that scene at all. Couldn't really identify with them. Yeah, we're not like you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus, God. <laughs> You're not a heroin addicted psychopath like yeah. you. Yeah, I just you know, I, the the way it's filmed and all that, it even some of the grosser like you know the toilet scene and, and stuff like that and the baby scene um, didn't make me like oh wow you know this is definitely a great movie because it and I'm sure the budget was lower too and, and just oh yeah everything about Scarlet makes you want to clean it. <laughs> I, just, you know, I guess it was a different time too, but um, the only way I could really identify it was when afterwards i reflected back to uh addiction and not only did it show the the highs and lows of drug addiction but it showed other addictions as well um kind of like short frills um it showed relationships uh, it showed um you know things like sex all there's a montage of, of guys you know hooking up with girls but each each and every one of them had a consequence whether it was uh, a sex tape missing or um, they fell asleep or um, you had an accident or <laughs> there was always there was always a consequence to to something that they were doing but even friendships yeah. had a consequence too i mean there was a one point where he said at this very moment it seemed like everything was good kind of reflecting to to drugs um there's a point where they're taking drugs and everything is okay everything is still there's no music you just see them lying down and embracing kind of what drugs did for them. Yep. But they did that for so many different things other than drugs um, that I kind of found very captivating about this movie uh, that it wasn't just, just about the, it was about short thrills, but it was also about, even though they're in their twenties, it still felt like a coming of age story to me. Well, yeah. And I think that's, that's what really hit me on it was because I came from, like it's central California, but it's as close as I could get. Like this felt like my life. It felt like where it could go. Like I felt like the people that were in this movie, I felt like I knew them. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I could probably point at five or six people I grew up with that I could be like, yeah, that that's kind of my version of this. Right. And going to talk about like the short thrills, I think it's also about like toxicity and like how a good person can be pulled to a very bad life based on who you're around and what you do. Um, and I think Hang that's kind of the shit, whole- smell like shit. Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of the whole point of like the movie and the end of it is where, you know, because as, as this movie goes on, you have Mark, who's our main character, go from hardcore drug addict to I'm going to get clean, but he's not committed to it. He's just doing it because he feels like he has to, to when he finally hits a point where there is a low point. There is the point after where everything's cool and they're like, everything's really good. And then a baby dies and they don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. They show how terrible it is and they show like, what it does to this group of people. And that is where everything breaks. Like the second that baby dies, the group is forever broken at that yeah. point. Like something happened and snapped in every one of them. And you have Renton who goes off and officially gets clean. He ODs. Forgot that part. He ODs. He got yeah. a really good Lou Reed song. Um, <laughs> Falls and then, down a carpet. Yeah. Sinks into a carpet. 
but then he uh he ODs and is forced to go clean and finally actually goes clean. Then you have Spud who... Well, even going back, because that's a pretty iconic scene that as someone ha- that hasn't seen the movie, I know that scene already is when the baby's walking on the wall because yeah. he's going through detox and he's hallucinating the dead baby climbing on the walls. And it's everywhere in like a lot of media since then. Oh, it's a, and it's a good... It's so jarring. Even if you watch it, it is cheaply made. It's clearly yeah. a doll. You can see the track where it's being dragged along the ceiling. Yeah. But it does such a good job of like this cacophony of sound and it's unrelenting in yeah. what it's doing that even though you're not detoxing, you feel why he's screaming. Yeah. You feel like why he's freaking out and screaming and upset. And, and it's part of that it kind of makes me think, you know, my opinion is pretty wrong because it is held in high esteem and it shows up in other media. And also I like Sunshine. Well, and, well no, <laughs> I think I think Sunshine's super underrated movie. Um, but I, I think that's what's cool about this, though, is that like you can you can agree like hey, it's it's a well made movie, yeah, it's a good movie, sure. and maybe it's because it makes you feel also, sad. Yeah, and it does, and that's the thing. It is it is the happiest you get in this entire movie is the final scene when the music's kicking up and you're getting the second version of his choose life speech. Yeah, which I I love that speech. You used to have a poster with that entire speech printed on it with a picture of Renton on there. Um, even then, though, he's talking to himself and it's out of focus. It is. It's because it's him. Like what I what I took from it, and I think I'm proven right when you hit the hit the second movie. It's not him growing; it's him adopting what he thinks growing is. It's yeah. him adopting the life he thinks he's supposed to have and lead. But even to get to that point, the final thing he has to do is ruin all of his friends. And I think that's part of it too. I I, I guess I didn't get that part because one of my big problems with both movies was like, what was the point? Like everyone's just spinning their wheels the entire time. Oh, well, and, and I think that's that is the point. Like, yeah. and that's. So that's the weird part for me personally. Like on, a, on a personal level, these movies hit me at the exact right times for both because first one's based on the book Train Spotting. It's pretty damn close. There's even like some minor changes that were made to the story, like either implied things that are made like fully just this is over what happened in the sequel because Irvine I, Welsh. I heard in the book that Sick Boy is way worse of a person. Oh, yeah. No, in the in the book, he is a he is a monster on the level of Begbie. Um, which I think they do really lay into a lot more in the second movie because even by the time the first movie ends, you're like, he's a bad guy and he's mean, but you're not like, like, cause you feel bad. Cause like, of course, of course, Mark's going to turn on Begbie <laughs> and he still takes care of Spud because he's, a, he's at his core, a good guy. Yeah. As- but you still feel bad because you're like, I know sick boy's a bad guy, but like you screwed him over too. Yeah. And then I think in the second movie, they really lay into like, well, there's a reason they screwed him over. It's because he's one of the worst of all of them. <clears throat> like, he is the biggest user of all of them. Like, Begbie's a psychopath, but Sick Boy's a user. Yeah. Um, I think uh, he, he came up more as just chaotic in general in the movie, at least. And my favorite part is just the fact that he got clean to spite the other guy getting clean to yeah. annoy him. Yeah, just because he's like, oh, I can do it. It's like... like it's kind of a met move. And th- well, and that's the thing too, is like when I look at these characters, I see parts of these characters in what I do. Like I yeah. I am I've never killed somebody or like hurt them with a with a glass, but like I am I am prone to rage when allegedly. I get mad. Allegedly. Allegedly. I've also never had sex with an ostrich. Allegedly. No, that's for real. I no, that's no um <laughs> Would you need two people for that? It was a sick ostrich. But like that's kind of the thing I like too, is that when I look at these characters, I can take the parts of person. Like, cause I, I I like to think I'm a good person, but also like I've done terrible things. I know I, I've hurt people so bad. Mm. And all I can that's do why is I can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> well, that hurts, yeah, Alex. You're, you're <laughs> um 
when I get mad, I tend to rage and I know that's in me. Like I have a real dark part of me that I try to keep in and like I've unfortunately <laughs> I just got a people. terrible image of the like the stupid like two thousands era filter of like ten percent to fifty percent angel, fifty percent devil. <laughs> that was my MySpace background. Yeah, yeah that ever... was my MySpace background. <laughs> yeah, it was just with a lot of like weird flowers behind it. Yeah, that's always glittering and like gangster SpongeBob for some reason. Rar. So <laughs> I do get that though. I do get where the characters kind of represent a different level of yeah. personality to the extreme. I mean, yeah, got, like, like even, all over the top, but yeah, and, and yeah, and that's that's the thing that I, I took from it, which I totally understand. Like, if you don't take that from this, you'll just be like, "That's yeah, a good movie." Um, yeah. and then what? What just through sheer luck? Because the second book was called Porno, and that came out. I think would have been a way better movie title. I know. I wish they'd kept it, but uh, that book I want to say came out about ten years after the movie. Uh-huh. And from the moment that book hit, there was ta- and it was in real time, like it was 10 years later. <clears throat> and people would go to Danny Boyle and the cast and be like, hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do this? And I guess Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor had like a falling out. Because um, one became a Jedi. Well, because he, uh, Danny Boyle cast Leonardo DiCaprio in The Beach instead the beach, of casting yeah. him. Which, that did a, that did a great <laughs> form, apparently. I thought we were mates. But uh, so they had a falling out and then it became this thing, though, where like he was adamant he would only make the movie with the original cast and only after enough time it actually passed for them to stand. And then he even kept joking like, what's well, 10 years in the books, but these are actors. So 10 years doesn't look different to them. So we got to go 20. <laughs> and I got really excited because as we started to get closer to the 20 year time frame, like I guess McGregor and Danny Boyle made up. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they made the movie. Um, Listen, we're and they, both rich. Yeah. Let's get richer. Why are you mad? Right. <laughs> but they, just like the same, like, kismet that first movie made it hit me in a time where I was like, oh my God, I get it. Second movie did the same thing for me because the second movie, it's, I mean, it, it hit in a really weird way for me because it was about a guy who you thought had the perfect life and yeah. it turned out his life was falling apart and he was still like, oh, I can't show people and he's holding shit in. And it's just, it was really weird watching it just going like, oh, this hits too close. Too much of this too close. <laughs> And again, not getting into shenanigans and going and robbing a bunch of like weird militant people. But at the same time, I also have those friends from when I was the age this first movie came out with that I know if I hung out with them, like they're my sick boy. I know if I hung out with them, like within the first two days, it's me judging them and telling them how good my life is. The third day is me telling them how bad my life is. And the fourth day is me going like, you know what? What what caper were you up to? I'm in. <laughs> Let's change the subject. I feel like uh, they're the opposite of the original Cobra Kai like group of friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. These I guys, can see that. Yeah, like sick boys, <laughs> like terrible Johnny Lawrence. Well, that, that that's why I love too. Is like as as now a complete grown up. I watch this and I still see the same thing where I see like the broken person who's trying so hard to be good and be healthy and be like a good member of society, but it's an act. And I see like Johnny Lee Miller is the epitome of holding on to that like teenage. Yeah. Like I like sick boy is 100% about like I'm, I peaked in, uh, I peaked in my mid twenties and I'm riding it out. He's a uh, Simon Pegg in uh, end of the world. Yeah. No, he really is. But he's like what that character really would be, yeah. which is a monster. Um, uh, Spuds though is still like super sad because he he had his life together for a little bit, but then stupid daylight savings time. Whoa, that's two. That's, oh, yeah. oh, sorry, 
to what we on. said. We're moving into two. We're good with We could do two. It's all one. See, it was actually an hour ahead. Because that's the other thing I like, too. <laughs> yeah. Because like, yeah. if you really do or watch them later. back Ooh. to back, I do think they act as one long movie because it really is like an intermission to go like... It does. All right. So we got to the point. Uh, Renton screwed everybody over. Now let's take a 20-year break. And how'd that go? <laughs> What's funny, in both that's movies, good. they get a cut on their arm. Yeah. Like Spud gets it and then Sick Boy gets it. <laughs> But uh, it's kind of just a weird like take on it. Yeah, like I totally understand. Like, part two is not the cultural touchstone that part one was, and I, a lot of that is also just like it's the time though. I mean, like, yeah, movies aren't like we that were now. literally going through. We still are, I guess, but like the the heroin epidemic. Yeah, but that was kind of like the it came in at the right time where it was just starting in reality. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and I do feel like this movie get like the second one gets a little bit more like fanciful too. With like instead of it being crime, it's like. Like Mikey, the drug dealer from the first movie, which interestingly is Irvine Welsh, the author of the book. Huh. In the first mm-hmm. movie, he's just their drug dealer. But in the second movie, he's like a crime boss. Yeah. So everything got like, it's that same thing Hollywood does where everything's bigger. And I don't think it needed to be bigger for this movie. I think it actually would have worked better if it was like, no, Mikey's still just spinning wheels there. Like he's yeah. now a drug dealer and also offenses stolen goods, but he doesn't have to be there in a suit. Yeah. With like in a warehouse. 90 so like, cars, yeah. Yeah. Look what they're doing drugs too. Yeah. I mean, they're... They're doing drugs in this rundown apartment, and then you see Sick Boy, and he's just like you—you you wouldn't. He's just walking around normal, nice yeah. clothes, you know, his hair done, and he's a working druggie. You could—that's why he do cocaine, not heroin, right? Right? Yeah, That's heroin's true. a dirt drug. Cocaine's a fun one. Yeah. Well, he upgraded it apparently. <laughs> but uh, his toes, like, oh, is he doing? Is he doing cocaine in the restroom? Oh, you know he is. <laughs> And, I mean, even Begbie, like, he goes to jail right after the first movie, essentially. Um, And this movie starts with him escaping jail. And, again, he's just a worse version of who he was in the first movie. Did they? He went to jail for killing that guy, right? Yeah. That, that's the reason? Yeah. Okay. Like, in the first movie, he goes to jail. Like, then it ends with him going to jail, and he goes to jail for Renton. Well, I thought he went to jail for killing the guy that looked at him wrong. He... I can't even remember it at this point. Because I don't think they flat out say how he got into jail. That's kind of yeah. what I picked up. And it's also one of those things like, well, clearly he did do. Like, if they tell He's you that guy's jail. in jail, yeah. you're like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, he deserves to be in jail. He is a trash person. Yeah, they could have been in jail for like three times over <laughs> at that point. <laughs> well, even the way he breaks out of jail is by stabbing a dude in jail to, like, or getting stabbed. Getting, getting stabbed, a guy yeah. to stab him in jail. But, like, it's even there. He has to do scams. He cut me, he cut me too deep. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. Um, Scream. But yeah, like the other thing about like this, <laughs> the weirdest thing is like what I took from this movie the most though was uh, like I love Scottish culture and it turns out I don't love the good version of Scottish culture. I love the <laughs> filthy underbelly of it that they're really not proud of, uh, understandably. Like a, like the Catholic song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it would be like if somebody watched a movie, if they watched Deliverance, they're like, you know what? So- like American Southern culture is so nice. <laughs> Like, that banjo is so pretty. That's going to be my ringtone. But, I mean, like, I, I took a lot of that from it. Like, my favorite trip of my entire life has been going to Scotland and going to Edinburgh and, like, finding out that there are train spotting tours. And those tours <laughs> do not take you to nice places. Which <laughs> Like, they like, take you to some real shitty places. Free sample of heroin. Choose life, you guys. Choose life. There was one part of the tour I went on because you go up to, um, I think it's uh, Light, Leith? Leith? Leith. I'm mispronouncing it, clearly. <laughs> Um, but it's the northern part of uh, just north of Edinburgh. That's where a lot of this movie takes place. It's like the rough part. Mm. And even on the tour I was on, they were like, 
yeah, we don't do this after dark. Like it's, it's been 25 years and they're still just like, let's calm down on that. It's terrifying out here. Doesn't like, don't they have like crazy long days or nights or I guess days sometimes like it's still sunlight at oh, 9 yeah. p.m.? Yeah. I mean, that's just because especially the further north in Scotland you go. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just that's. And then where they go hiking at the beginning, that's like a pretty big like touristy spot. Yeah. Like that's an actual, uh, like a hiking trail. That's in Edinburgh and Hollywood Park. It's uh, I know a lot about I know a lot about Scotland. It's like uh, randomly just started. Arthur's seat. It's really nice. Before we even mentioned this movie, I was randomly watching some YouTuber just take a tour of scotland they're like oh I, that's where that youtuber went when uh i've basically been there well that's that's the fun part for me is like when i because i like to go to places and like find things for movies yeah. and that's all this is for me because everything's filmed there and as i'm walking around, i'm like i literally know where this is you can see mike in the background yeah just me there hey they film movie up here hola <laughs> hey everybody i'm from america i really <laughs> like your movies i hope i don't have a heart attack like renton did <laughs> and um, stints yeah, so the the theme of this this is sponsored by um, Scotland Travel, but you should go to Edinburgh. It's also, a, heroin, it's a fantastic city, and James Bond shoes where you can keep your heroin yes. or cocaine. Cocaine, we're fancy. We're a fancy podcast, Matt. <laughs> yeah, we moved up. Cocaine, like week one, Cobra Kai week. Yeah, heroin. No, just, we're on like week no, that was just six ban- that was just Coors Banquet. <laughs> we only talk about the dirtiest drugs and drink here, but um. But yeah, so what did you guys think of the second movie? Just like kind of taking it as the second part of of the story from the first one. And I, again, knowing it's different, like I waited 20 years to watch it. You guys waited <laughs> 20 minutes. Or a day. I had to finish the first one, so at least an hour and a half. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but I, I felt like the second one was more of a redemption story. Um, for, for a lot of people. And for me, I felt, you know, with Spud, his redemption story was... Um, the one that captivated me the most, because like in the first one, he's the only one that really generally shows promise because um, he, he wants to be a good guy, but he's just kind of a dumb guy as well. Um, but you you see that more with the backstory of where he's been the last 20 years. And he tries. He tries. So uh, but, hard and got so far. <laughs> but I love that he's a writer, though. I love that he's the one to tell the story. Well, and the part that, that kills me in this, it makes me so sad, is knowing that, like, because so, the fact that he was able to get his life together, kind of, then he fails, then he gets better, then he fails, and he con- that's, like, his theme, is he gets better than fails. Would you say he's tum, tum, tub thumping? He is tub thumping, yes. Aren't they Scottish? He had a whiskey drink, he had a... No. I think they're Scottish. Um, I hate you. <laughs> but, like, the other part, too, is, like, you can tell Mark carries, or Renton carries the guilt of knowing that if he had just been there to help his friend out, because that was the one of his friends he did like that he could help. Yeah. Cause he's the that, one that yeah. money to you and all that stuff. And you, you can see that he knows if he had just been there, his life would have been better. So he knows that by running away, not only did he not make his life better the way he thought he would, his life is still in ruins just in a different way. But he's also essentially, he doesn't care that he ruined sick boy's life. He doesn't care that he ruined Begbie's life, but he legitimately feels guilt about he ruined uh, Spud's life. Right. How far does sixteen pounds, sixteen thousand pounds, get you? Ninety six. But to carry that over for like twenty years. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really the only like a jump start. That was like a stretch for me. It's like, God. I mean, his whole like uh, sick boy's ten percent revenue off the politician would have covered that easily. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, eh, okay, let it go. You look, your buddy over there is like the drug lord. You couldn't they, better yourself. They were in their twenties. It's a lot of money. 
Yeah, but I mean, in their mind. Yeah, and it wasn't even well, sixteen. E- like each, it was four. Yeah, four thousand each. It, it was enough to have like a fun weekend, and that yeah. was the thing. Is like Mark looked at it and realized it was enough to start a new life. It was enough money to leave and become a new person. Yeah, it's like once you mentioned the horror stuff, like it is really funny how many shots in these movies yeah. are literally. I'm looking at it going like, yeah, that's a that's a horror movie shot. Well, even um, him going back and. You know, with his mom and dad. And it was kind of sad. He didn't even see his mom pass away. Yeah, and then like, his that was dad became up. like the Lord's Commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> then even, good job. even when they're sitting down, um, his shadow, the sh- the shadow casting notes yeah, mom's mom's shadow. Like, Wow. It's pretty powerful. Wow. Wow. The wallpaper. <laughs> um. So, yeah, compare, the second one compared to the first one, I actually liked it more. Just because I, I well, for some I, reason, I don't like that, like, 2000... I think it's a better movie. Yeah, it was. But it still spun its wheels, and that kind of made me not feel complete after watching it, I guess. Like, it, I, didn't, I didn't feel good, again. I didn't feel satisfied. Yeah. And I get it, like, that's kind of just how it is with this type of thing, but... They they put back so much on the... I don't know what to call it the first, but with the, like the baby crawling ceiling and yeah. the going into the toilet and, you know, having a lot of uh, uh, metaphors in that as well. I mean, he's it was the worst toilet in Scotland. He goes in and it's like a freaking ocean looking like Nirvana album cover. And I literally gagged though when like it was oh, like yeah. real toilet. And oh, it was like bad. Poop coming out. <laughs> it was bad. But you don't get that. You miss that kind of that same feeling that you, you would get from the first one. Yeah. And I agree. The second one did feel more like a, movie movie like a cinematic movie rather than uh one that kind of brings out some pop culture kind of yeah feeling that's you true. know because i didn't I, with the first one i did like those parts the most of the first first one it was like just the over exaggerated like reality metaphor well i think this one also like if in the first one it's about like toxic relationships this one's about like building a facade i think it's about building like a fake like it's not about abusing drugs anymore it's about like what do you present to people? Who, yeah. who, who, what, like, what is the version of you that you let people see versus who you really are? Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he lies about his family. Yeah. Just to pull up appearances. Even yeah. then, like, again, when they're doing the Catholic thing, like, pretending they're part mm-hmm. of that group. And yeah, and it's just, it's, it's crazy when you look at it. And you, like, and that's the thing, again, like, looking at going, like, oh, I get it. I get that idea of, like, okay, well, I'm supposed to have my shit together. I'm supposed to present this way to people. I'm supposed to show you, like, I'm okay. And sometimes it just takes like a real hit for you to go like, Hey, I'm not okay. And that's, yeah. that's our, that's, it's actually okay. And everyone's not okay. Yeah. It's, it's actually kind of shocking how not okay. Everybody is. I'm glad I got to learn about a uh, Chekhov's gun from letter Kenny. Cause Spud's signature was the Chekhov's gun. Yep. I look at, man, I looked at that and everything. It's one of my favorite tricks. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it it does surprise me that they were able to make because we've had a lot of these sequels lately where it's like the like Toy Story four. It's a nine year sequel. Yeah. Um, uh, Creed was like a mom's head wide open. Yeah, they were a sequel to um, other crappy bit. No, um, but like Creed was like a super late sequel to Rocky, and then we have like a new Rambo movie coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> but what I I like the idea of like waiting until you have a story to tell. Whether it's a story I want to see or not, like I'm not really invested in seeing a new Rambo. Hmm. But the fact that you know Sylvester Stone doesn't need money, he's not sitting there going yeah. like, "Oh, what do I do? I'm bored." He had an idea. <laughs> Same well, with I mean, Creed. Like, like Ryan Coogler had an idea, and they came together and they made a really good movie. I'm pretty invested in Terminator, so I'm 
excited for I, that. I'm, yeah, I'm legitimately excited to just have them go like, you know what? Screw the ones that are bad. I like Genesis, though. Hmm. The trailer ruined it for me, though, because it gave the twist. Yeah. I think that was... A... Yeah, I just like that Genesis went places. Yeah. I will say, though, Creed, uh, as much as I love boxing and Rocky, I think it needs to get away from Rocky. It does. both movies had Creed slash Rocky in it, and it spent, honestly, half 45 minutes on Creed. The other 45 was a rookie. Well, I think that's why I like the first one so much more than the second one, because the first one was about like, hey, look, like this is a new story in that world. And the second one just felt like it was a weird remake of Rocky Four. Yeah, like not being, him being upset about his, his daughter being being deaf was kind of a, like a weird curveball to me. Yeah. Because like, well, you're... I believe that's a Southpaw. Southpaw, no. The I made a mistake. Trailer gave away that. I made a mistake. <laughs> trailer gave away that the that the mom died, and I was like, "This whole movie, I already watched it, and it's a good movie." But uh-huh. I missed the trailer gave it away that the mom died. Yeah, but no, um, Creed two is like really upset that oh she could be deaf. I'm like, well, your wife or fiance is deaf. Like, why does it matter? And that that just kind of threw me off the movie. I was like, that's a weird, and it didn't invest me enough to find out why. Right. I didn't so, actually bother with Creed. Oh, you should, Creed's really good. Creed 2's still good. Creed I just 2 watch, is legitimately good. The last yeah. one I watched was Rocky Balboa, and even then I was like, uh, Polly's dead. Uh, what's, well, what's the point? Yeah, that's a bad example of it. <laughs> but, Happy birthday, Polly. I, uh, <laughs> but it did I'm have a good arc f- with Rocky, though, towards the end. Yeah. Um, so definitely a good watch. Um, but I think moving on, they need to get rid of Rocky and... Being shoot, being the audience, that's fine. But he needs to do do him, give him a full movie. Anyways, that's my rant. (laughs) So based on what I said about what this movie meant to me as a kid, and then growing up and getting like getting to see the same characters, but at the same roughly the same age I am. Like think about like so what what movie when you were younger kind of influenced you the same way Train Spotting got me the way I was describing it. Yeah, I was just thinking about that right now too. (laughs) Surprisingly, hackers. Hackers? Yeah, that's so, like one of them. Like, it's a terrible movie now, but back then, like, that was the coolest movie But in all honesty, if you were presented with a... Ver- if they were like, here's Hackers 2.0, it takes place 20 years later, whoever's out of jail, whatever happened, and it's about hacking now with, like, WikiLeaks-style yeah. QAnon, like, Watch, anonymous Watch things Dogs. like that. Like, that that would be a I'd cool be movie. Pumped. Yeah, I would be pumped, and then I'd also be excited by how poorly it would age like 10 years later. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that that's the thing. That's why I like these late sequels. I think it's a really cool idea to just say like, or like um, empire records, I guess too, is another topic. Oh God, me. that'd be so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, would, wouldn't you love to know what happened to Rex Manning? Yeah. I need to know, like, did he just fade into obscurity? And did become, she like, like blue cheese? Oh God. She <laughs> so uh, what you got, Alex, what's your movie? So my movie slash book, um, was Whoa. is a uh, outsider's. I love the book, and I actually really like the movie as well. Um, and I, the reason I would say that it, it reminds me of this movie is because there's always there's all those characters. There's a lot of characters in in Outsiders that want redemption, um, but some of them fall to their to their worst habits, uh, or some of them rise above it. And so that's if I I would say that would be my closest one. Hey, we got over a hundred listeners of our Cobra Kai episode. You can get in touch with Ralph Macchio now. Right, get, get outsiders too out there. Yeah, I yeah, outsiders for me was was kind of cool because for me growing up, I always felt like the outsider, and I did have a good core group, but it, but I always had different groups with classes, like my ones I hung out with lunch mm-hmm. or like the cholos. But then <laughs> I go to 
you know, AP class with the quote unquote popular kids. Yeah. And then I was in wrestling or baseball. So I go, you know, the sports and it was a small high school. So we're friends with everyone. But to me, I found like there's the, the, the clicks, the groups. Yeah. And so I felt with, you know, soda pop and pony boy that these guys were just like just a ragtag of, you know, friends, but they, they got each other's back. Uh, against no matter what, um, I've never seen the outsiders. Now I want to watch it because I was totally like the man without a flag in junior high and high school. Yeah. Too. When, my so challenge really? is no, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely should, and we'll talk about it. The insiders, but, <laughs> but I could definitely see them doing an outsiders too, um, or at least even a modern day outsiders. Um, and I don't even know how that would how that would work. I mean, you're gonna fight, you're suspended, even if you're defending yourself. Yeah. Um, which my daughter has full permission not to be a bully, <laughs> but to defend yourself. <laughs> and I could see that. And I think that's why I really liked Cobra Kai was because of, of martial arts and, um, you know, standing up for, for a bigger cause and whether that be, um, writing or that be Heart. fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's always going to be an opposing group. Um, sometimes it's not as clear as who's opposing group. The DJs. Um, yeah. Exactly. Maybe that's why I like Letter Kenny so much. <laughs> I, mean, I would just want to fight someone. Jeez. But um, yeah, Outsiders is definitely was a great book. I mean, she wrote it. I think it was in high school, and she got Your it published. Wrote it? What was that? Your daughter wrote it. <laughs> no, like the author <laughs> yeah, when right. she was in high school. My daughter's like a third grade. I know, I know, you just said she, and I was like, "Who are we talking to about again?" And the last person you mentioned was your daughter. <laughs> and so, yeah. Outsiders, well, I mean, see that. Well, that makes me happy to hear you guys say that too, because like my worry going into this was that like, am I so invested in these like twenty year sequels? Because is it like an old thing, or is it? Because I, I legitimately think there's more to tell in a story. Oh no, yeah, I, I, I if I, you wait, like I don't need to know what happens to these characters every three years, mm-hmm. but I would love to check in every ten. Yeah, like I think that has more to say. Yeah, I definitely feel that. It's just. This movie specifically wasn't that for me, but I didn't, you know, it's not a movie I had 10 years well, yeah. ago or something. Well, that's why I was curious, like, what years would yeah, be, because I, 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 I think that would be really neat to see. Yeah. So, I'm going to be uh, kind of like the, is a weird quote, but um, so the TV show, This Is Us, has a good quote in it, and it's saying that we don't find each other all at once. We find each other at different times throughout our life, and for the reason, you know, it's a TV show, but that was so well said and so well done, and I, and I often think about that quote um with my own life i'm like i'm not the same person i was in high school that i was in college that i was even three years ago when, when my uh daughter was born like I'm, I'm a different person um each and every time so i think you know when you translate these things to what the movies are saying like with this one you know who was this person 20 years ago and and the friends that you were around and how they influenced you um are you the same person did you evolve um, are you still trying to be better? Um, there's different different layers you could you could put on this movie yeah. for sure. That's what I tell people whenever they lend me money. Like that wasn't me. <clears throat> that, was <clears throat> that, a, that was someone else. That was old Matt. You still need that twenty Matt. <laughs> well, that was that, like a week ago. That's not me anymore. But I mean, but what you're talking about with like the three year thing, like that that is how life works. Like if you really think about it, if you really think about it, if you think back three years ago, how different was your life than it is now? But if you think back six years ago. How different was your life than you mm-hmm. think now? If you think back 10 years ago, and that's what where it gets interesting is like, I, like, I totally understand. Like Alex had a kid three years ago. Like that is a big effing change. Your life is drastically different in a three-year period. I've gone through a huge amount of change in the last couple of years. But maybe you haven't. 
but that doesn't mean you're not going to go through stuff. It doesn't mean it's not valid. It's just you don't get to see the drastic swings. But if we look back far enough, you'll see those swings. That's what stops me from getting that tattoo every time. I really want a tattoo, but I'm I like... I know every street they're on in this movie. <laughs> the street they were just on is literally right below the castle. And, and I know where the pig store is where you can get a <laughs> sandwich made from a pig in the window. Um, the pig I makes going... a sandwich? Oh, it's so good, dude. The pig makes it Saturday at noon. There's a pig in the window and they just pull Oops. pieces off. Yeah. Oh, I thought just... the pig is making the sandwich. Oh, yeah. The pig's just like. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I've gotten, I have uh, oh, a couple of tattoos, but they were like when oh, I was cool. 16, yeah, 17. Cool. <laughs> but, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, because I, I, I realized that I become a different person over time. Yeah. That's what's stopping me from getting yep. tattoos. No, I t- and I t- the same yeah. thing with me. Wait, that I got it at 16? <laughs> Oh no! Just What's, the fact that oh, my, no, I was explaining to him why you were talking about your tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So is it still cool now? Your tattoo? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. but so here's cool. why I'm afraid of everything. When I was, if I went back to, let's just go back 15 years. I I just I just found my old CD case that has like a couple hundred CDs in it. There is an upsetting amount of Kid Rock in that in that case, man. Like I am not happy about that, but I very I very vividly remember buying those albums, and it, I still know this every is word. Me, the most this of them. is Kid <sighs> Rock. Hey, I'll still listen rock to some Kid Rock. Baby. I'm not even gonna lie. But I'm just, but like that's the crazy thing is like now when I look at it, I'm like, God, I'm actually I'm actively embarrassed by who yeah. I was, but at the same time, like that meant something to me then. Like I I'm not I'm not sitting here about to go like grab like you know what I need to listen to. Ba with the ba. <laughs> Sometimes I, I do do that. Like, but I very vividly remember yeah. buying that album and being so excited and learning that song. And then, like, same with like Limp Biscuit. I was, yeah, was going to say Limp Biscuit. Biscuit. I'm, I'm more, that's the one yeah, for me. More Limp Biscuit than Kid Rock. But yeah. yeah, I get that. And and that's again the thing that comes with like these the sequels that take place so long after the original was that like it makes you think of stuff in that realm where you're like, you know what, who I was wasn't the wrong person. It was just a different person. It's a different version of me. Yeah, I'll still mess with some emo rock. Here's some I, say, like, like, I, I thought that uh, Lincoln Park was super deep. Never mess with Lincoln Park. Ah, man, I'm so sad about I was like a month or two finally walk, getting to watch Lincoln Park. Snoop Dogg was going to be out. It was going to be sick. Ah, rest in peace. Nostalgia is a hell <laughs> wanna, of a drug. You want to know how messed up I am? My coworker had tickets to go to the show, and then uh, Chester killed himself. And then I walked into her office at work, and I was like, hey, are you still going to go to that show? She's like, yeah. I was like, no, you're not. Oh, no. <laughs> that parking garage is the first parking garage I parked at in Edinburgh. I will say I have bad luck with concerts. <laughs> I was going to take my wife to uh, St. Mark Center too. Gwen Stefani was going to come out. I was like, cool. Take, <laughs> take it as a gift. She canceled for whatever reason. Um, and then you were going to see Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. Okay, granddad. I thought you were going to talk about when Kanye canceled. And I was going to be like, yeah, I did the same thing. I had tickets yeah. to Kanye and he canceled because yep. he went crazy the night before. Dang it, Kanye. He's crazy all the time. Yeah, but yeah, crazier. But he, went he went too far. Insane. Too much. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. So if you decide to travel to Scotland, hit me up first. I got a lot of great places you can go if you are off the beaten path. Most won't have heroin. You can bring your own. Is there a lot of kilts over there? Um, There's a lot of stores where tourists can buy kilts. Mm. Mm. And people that are in official positions that should wear them wear them, but like you don't see them just people just chilling wearing them. Yeah, that's like that, that would be the best place for me to first try kilts. I don't, oh, want, yeah. I don't want to pull the trigger out here in America. No, nah, you can go there, dude. There's like places where you can get like whatever kilt you want. Like you can get matching hats and scarves. Uh, remember like the the Batman sheets from the '90s? Can I get that print? But a kilt? I feel like you can get anything you want a kilt. That's your tartan. <laughs> 
but yeah, it's a it's it's a good movie. I like it. I like it. I I and that that was one of the reasons I wanted you guys to watch it because this was like an experiment for me because Mm. there's other movies that I can say like I love this movie and I know like it's low hanging. Like I knew I knew with Grand Budapest Hotel. Like I get that's a quirky movie, but I also know that there's enough happening in that movie that that's the one to show people because in reality I'd rather people watch The Life Aquatic, but that's a weird. That's a I've weird been tempted movie. like every every day this week. I was like, oh, maybe we should pop it in. Oh, I own it. I've just never seen I, it. I I truly think it's a better movie than Grand Budapest Hotel. It's just, it's like ten times weirder. Well, there's definitely no need to feel like worried about experimenting on this podcast. Well, no, that, I mean, I threw out Mandy. We watched like, Mandy. Yeah, yeah. No, and that, but that's what I like. Was like, I like the idea of this, where it's like, hey, I'm going to take a movie that's super personal to me, but I also understand like it is not everyone's cup of tea. Like like you said, you didn't walk out. You didn't leave this movie going. What a great experience. You walked out just kind of like, shit, man. Like, life's, yeah, for life's sure. a bummer. Like, even with Mandy, when that was over, I wasn't, like, sad. I was like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> and even even rewatching these, like I uh, like I said in the beginning, I've rewatched Train Spotting. Like, I'm not kidding. I've probably seen that movie 150 times, 200 times. I've seen it so many times. And Train Spotting 2, I've probably rewatched about 10 times. And... I still have never walked away from these movies going like, whew, feeling good about life. Instead, I'm just more like, I'm not as screwed up as I could have been. That's right. No heroin this week. Yeah. You know what? Another another week without heroin. I think I'll be doing okay. Going on 31 years, you guys. Now I got to start thinking like, what movie do I fill that with though? Because I'm sure it's there. Like there's got to be movies that I really like that I don't feel good watching. Yeah. It's probably just going to be horror like seven or something. Well, and also just those like perfect time and place movies where like yeah. if you had seen it 10 years earlier, 10 years later, it wouldn't have the same impact. Because like I still, dude, like I get why people hate Zach Braff. I get it. I love Zach Braff. Scrubs is one of my all-time favorite shows. Love Scrubs. But moreover, Garden State's one of my favorite movies because well, thing, again- like, I also love Zach Braff. It's just for some reason that was one of the ones that I missed because, it, yeah. So that movie- I guarantee if I watched it today, I'd find it cloying. I'd find it annoying. But it came out at a time when I was the exact age of the characters mm-hmm. in the movie, going through the same shit, trying to find myself. And it was just this weird... I remember like sitting down in the theater watching it and walking out there going like, I get it. I get it. I'm okay. I'm the first person in this parking lot that went... <laughs> and then I walked out and was immediately like, what are the shins and how do I buy all of their albums? <laughs> shins are good. Did you ever see their the, his newest TV show? I think it was like Alex. Yeah, Inc. it was rough. It was bad. It was yeah. It was like based on the founding of Gimlet Media, the the podcast company. No, oh no, huh. it, yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't know it was based on anything. I was like, they, oh yeah, they really focused on the kids rough. too much and not enough with the podcast. Well, and the trick part. too is like Zach Braff. Like I get, I get why people are annoyed by him, but the people that are fans of him Keep are fans of me. him. I love him. Love Zach Stop! Your I you have that second podcast where it's all about <laughs> how much you hate Zach Braff. It's in the same network as the Mike's, yeah. Mike's Racist podcast. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, but I get like people. I get why people might dislike him, but I adore him. I think I I like he his his sensibility is mine. He made but even, Scrubs. I love Scrubs so much. Oh God, yeah, the, all eight seasons. I rewatched Scrubs. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. All eight seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's not more than a shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Scrubs also much like Buffy, where it should have ended in season five, but they went for season six and seven. Scrubs should have ended at season eight, but season nine showed up. Like what? 
Why do they keep doing this? And They're presented they, with great endings. And then they had a season where the janitor spun off because he got a soul. So, so infuriating. It's, you know, it's really weird too. talking about like the things that shape you. Have you gone back to rewatch things from even like 10 years ago? Just whenever like things that you remember that you loved. Yes. And so. then just go like, oh, Jesus, I'm not a human being. I'm just a collection of the things I saw in this. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing with, with me and TV. I have to have a show that just can't be all all funny. It can't like, for instance, Scrubs. I think it was like episode three. Yeah, it knows with death. That would, yeah, like, that show would like you'd be like, "This is hilarious! Yeah. Look at JD! Ha ha ha!" Wait a minute, <laughs> They're what? Dancing because it's yeah, it's funny. And no, and it goes and it it gives you a roller coaster. Um, even Letterkenny has some depth to it. That's why I cannot stand Big Bang Theory. Yeah, and that's why. I, I get invested in, in these characters. So I think when you go to like nine and they're totally different yeah. and you have people missing, it's that's why when, when just new a characters, bad show. Yeah. New char- characters. Not, come in. It's not for us. No, no. And that's the thing too, is like if that same show existed, but 10 years were between season eight and season nine, I would have probably been, I would probably would have loved the show. Yeah. I probably would have sat down and watched it and be like, Oh cool. The characters are like, and new ones to enjoy. As long as Howard's fat, like his mom. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like it's like talking about like the things that shape you and like how you realize like oh I've never had an original thought in my life I just pull things. One of my favorite musicians of all time is Colin Hay. It's the lead singer of Men at Work. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody ask me why I like him because that's a weird pull. And I I racked my brain. I was like yeah I don't know. I must have just heard the song heard him singing at some point. But I'm like oh that's my jam. That dude, literally not just his music. That dude shows up in Scrubs multiple times. <laughs> His songs, like songs that are like so important to me. Yeah. And I'll watch an episode of Scrub or an episode of Scrubs. I'm like, is this waiting for my real life to begin by Colin Hay? What the <laughs> hell is happening right now? I have an autographed album of him in the corner right there. <laughs> and I didn't even realize when I got it signed that I was like, Oh, you're on Scrubs and I love that show. I was just like, I like the lead singer of uh weird eighties pop bands. Indoctrinated. Oddly enough, I've been shaped a lot by The Simpsons. Yeah. And well, I can't believe how much I like can just quote every No, you episode. spit it off quite a bit. But you what's do. weird yeah. is it's, it's only seasons 14 through 19. It's only yeah, the worst of them. It's only current. <laughs> no, for, like it is like probably 1 through 13. That's the number I was going to say, actually. Well, that, yeah. That's... I don't hate. I, I do kind of hate the later ones. I'd give them a try, though. And I, that's just like a whole other episode. I want to go over maybe one day, like what went wrong. I, I stand by. I think they're still fine. I just think that no, they're, they're point, missing something though. That's the thing. Like they're missing the writers, like because so yeah. many writers have cycled out of there. That but I feel like point. you know it's been around for so long that you can get more writers to write similar things because you got so much to study, but they just can't do it. Well, and I think that like we can get into that in an episode, like Never you said. But like, I think recipe I think that's the thing is like it's people that it's people that grew up going. I love Conan O'Brien's Simpsons episodes. I love the Monorail episode. Yeah. And instead of being able to write an episode and just say I want to write an episode of a show. They're going, I want to write my monorail episode. Yeah. Conan O'Brien didn't do that. He didn't sit down going like, I want to write my Al Jean episode. He was just like, <laughs> oh, this is a cool show. I'm going to write some crazy, goofy yeah. things. I like musicals. I mean, you could literally have someone start at age five and watch it and be 18 by the time. Yeah. You know, they'll be in their 20s by the time they're uh, the current season. I love, uh, it. I love it, FX now. As a mall. This, this, show, yeah. this show is 30 seasons long. Exactly. Like that's the craziest thing yeah, is that exactly show. Exactly my point, you know. Is they could so have old. kids and you know, watch out the whole life, 
Have Spr- kids? Wait, no, that's me. I, I do that's want me. us to look at The Simpsons <laughs> at some point, though, because like I've also heard from people that there's apparently a renaissance of The Simpsons where I think everyone agrees seasons two through eight are like the money seasons. I've been here like up to ten. Well, no, and they're yeah. still there. Like the like I think two through eight are like the classics. Like every yeah. like every episode was just hit, hit, hit. Season one was a little rough, like most things are. But season two through like eight, it's just hit, hit, hit. Then like nine and ten are still like really good. And I think even into like 12, it's like, okay, these are still pretty good. And then just something happens and the show changes. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone at some point like trails off. But like then everybody, like I've, I've talked to multiple people. They're like, oh, no, dude, you got to watch like seasons 24 through 27. I might so, try it. Yeah, I need to look that up at some point and be like, okay, if I'm going to go back, what are the good ones? But you got to go deeper and start listening to Simpsons Wave. Okay. It's music just made out of Simpsons. I I have zero it's problem weird. with that. It's actually pretty good, though. So um, this is our Simpsons podcast. So yeah, we kind of spiled out there. Anything else for Train Spotting? I, I recommend this, it. I mean, this is my backdoor podcast to talk about nostalgia. That's really all it was. <laughs> uh, we should have done that to begin with. Three hours later, we're now just nostalgia. Three hours ago, what did we like back Three then? Three hours later, later, in the nineties. Um, I do recommend this movie. Like I said, it just wasn't for me. But again, it wasn't a bad movie. I just don't think I was the target, so I didn't appreciate it as much. I guess, and I totally get that because I think we went over a lot of good examples of stuff that I do feel like you know I am the target of because I was watching it at the right time in my life. For me, I mean. I definitely like the second one better uh, because of the re- it was the redemption stories. Um, at least they're trying to go in the right direction. At least some of them, especially Spud. I think really for me it was Spud's uh, story, just him being a writer. I, I, gotta, being... I gotta say though, because you brought up Spud, I forgot to mention that the stupid. I have a title for it. Is this gonna be Song of Ice and Fire? Is it gonna be <laughs> there and back again? Yeah, he tried. Go, yeah. go ahead before I interrupted you. Yeah. No, you good. And um, the first one, it was just a different kind of style. Like the the baby that crawled on the ceiling. Um, I without having any kind of pre uh, existing like idea of what I was watching, I I didn't know where it was going a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> You're actually in hell. Yeah, seriously. It was like, is he like, is this whole movie he's drugged up and he's just dreaming it? I don't know. Um, the second one, I had a clear understanding of where it was going. Um, I don't know how I would rate it. I think everyone should watch it because it does um, focus on a kind of like a, a category of a, a grown-up story. And that's what I think this the first movie was, was finding yourself. So kind of growing up. I mean, I don't think they knew who they were, who mm-hmm. they were going to be. They were just kind of in the moment. Um, so I, I don't know how... Why would I would it, rate it. I wouldn't rate it. I mean, for, yeah. for us, the entire premise of our podcast is just, do you think it's well, worth people's time? Worth your time. Yeah, I would say it's worth, worth, worth your time uh, because it does get into a a benchmark of how you would you would face other TV shows or movies. You you would have something to compare it to. Uh, for that purpose alone, I, I definitely would recommend it. And then we hear Mike, I hated it. No, I just realized <laughs> my entire living room is just nostalgia. That's all it is. I mean, it's every living room, though. I mean, living yeah, room. pictures like, and even our parents is just like, oh, oh, they got creepy porcelain clowns because it reminds them of the childhood. I do have the <laughs> Colin Hay album framed in the hung. I forgot I ah. hung that. That creep. I'm a creep. Um, but yeah, for me, like, obviously, I'd recommend the movie because I recommended the movie. Um, huh. But again, like, I, I would also recommend just like 
really take a look at the things that shaped you and like see like because you know i have the luxury of my favorite movie had a sequel made 20 years later it's not always going to happen but the cool part is you can start looking for what was informed by the thing that shaped you like Mm. because it clearly had to shape somebody else so then what what was made from that and that's like that's one of my favorite things in pop culture now is just like i love star wars but what i love more than star wars is watching what the people who love star wars make or even um i haven't really done it myself but this made me think of it like trying to track down what influenced the thing that you like yeah so like mm-hmm. star wars would be like seven samurai and stuff like that so yeah, kind of what, so, what inspired train spotting yeah so i mean it it, for madness yeah, it was just Reefer Madness and uh, Reefer Madness and then just Scotland. They ate the baby because of the weeds. But yeah, so I would also recommend it. So that's a, uh, I'm this was the closest I think we've got to like, a, a like I don't know if I like it. Uh-huh. So I'm waiting for that week. I want to know when that week's finally going to hit where one of us just has to be like, I, I couldn't. It was almost going to be me this week because I just. Which I do, I, I do get. That was, the, uh, that was the other reason I want to make it two movies because yeah. I knew if I just said watch Train Spotting. Like that, that's, I mean, it sounds dumb. That's too easy. I think if, because we, we I pushed, needed it to be this thing where it's like, it has to be an experiment. Yeah. Um, we pushed back our recording of this episode. And I think if we had done it on the original day, I probably wouldn't have watched you. That's cool to know. I like the idea of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same, same boat, honestly, but I'm very happy that we are doing a movie that we don't have to wait, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we got it back to back and we got a, we got a story for both. So. I waited 20 years for this damn movie. I waited a week. It, it, it could have cooked for a little bit longer. I sat there for 10 is, years. Is that like The Shining? Like, that yes, looks, it is okay. 100%. The sh- it's, the, it's the Overlook Hotel yeah. uh, carpet. Wait, so we, do we wait another 20 years and there's just like one person alive from the Friends? Yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, if they put out another train spotting in 10 years or in 20 years, like I am there for it. The only thing they need to do is like Begbie can no longer be part of the story. Yeah. That is my only problem with the second movie. I think he is a 100% necessary addition. I think Sick Boy is a good enough villain on his own. Oh, yeah. He'd probably did, to be honest I know, with he you. He was kind of more likable in this one for me. He was more likable, but I think that's what makes him a better villain because it yeah. would have been harsher had you been like, you know what? Sick Boy's not so bad. And then he's the one that sets them up. Do you right? know what Nemesish means? That's what this reminded me of. It was like it was the trying Nemesis to be snatched, oh. but it, it couldn't really get there. Yeah. Are you saying we're overdue for a Jim Carrey mask sequel? Oh, man. Ace <laughs> Ventura 3. I'm t- dude, like I'm telling you. Sequel, I would, sequel, sequel. I'd want. I'd be so stoked if they put out a mask and said, "Hey, we never forget son of the mask." Here's the uh, mask. Yeah, let's not talk about that. It one. opens up with Stanley Ipkiss, Stanley Ipkiss getting out of a, an insane asylum. Like, there you go. I'm, I'm very good at kind of the, the way the movies, movies are coming out. I mean, we were just talking about it. Aladdin, Godzilla, Toy Story, all of these are '90s coming back. And one of the things I don't want remakes anymore. Like, I you They're know what I, you know what I would have liked more than Aladdin. Oh, that Aladdin, Aladdin 2. Oh, there's already like three but other a, movies. But yeah. a good version of Aladdin 2. Like, what's the version of Aladdin that if you've had time to think and you're like, you know what? I got more I want to talk about. I like Show the me Return that. of Jafar. Mm. But also, I, I did like Aladdin. So, I mean, I yeah. can't really be upset. I do really fine. want to. You get a lot of cycles. You know, things either yeah. come back or they they get a sequel. They I get a continuation. I really want Empire Records 2 now, but I don't even know how you do that. Like, where do they work? I mean, that's the story right there. Is I guess like, they could still work in like Rust Mutants or something. And, and, but, and to be fair too, like, so like talking about like wh- what they would do, I've had a million jobs, but like for some reason I'm still in contact with so many people I work with at Borders. Yeah. 
And that's the epitome of like, it's a, it's a bookstore that doesn't exist anymore. And yet we occasionally will find a reason every few years to get together. And it's like, it's almost like a class reunion. Yeah. I mean, even with us, we all used to be coworkers at one point. I, for, I straight up until you mentioned that, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> we, we worked together. Holy shit. That's how Where we do I know these guys, guys from? <laughs> it's not only that we worked together, we worked together in the same department. Oh God, we did. <laughs> no. I wasn't yeah. there when no, you were he, there. No, he wasn't in gaming. He went uh, there after I left. We went to a training together. We did. Actually, in the same car I have. I need, a, I need a new car. That was so funny. It's like, what car do we take? I'm like, this is the only one with four doors. <laughs> but it's so it's small. Yeah, that was in my bad car days. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Guys, we're all old. We're all so old. My what? back reminds me every day. Our, na- our name tags now have the year we started at the company. Oh. oh it's so upsetting. BC. You gotta get like a sticker up there or something. <laughs> BC. <laughs> like I've got, I've got kids that work for me that are like, mine's a star in 2015. I hate that I still work after three years. And I'm like, mine says 2007. It's gonna be like Duh. BH before Hubert. <laughs> um, and now we're into AH because he retired. Hmm. <laughs> um, But yeah, so yeah. So that, you know, I love train spotting. You guys liked it. That makes me happy. Yeah. I was really, I was ready for you guys to hate it, but I'm happy that you that you at least found some joy out of it. Yeah, I think there's... the problem too was I had to stop myself because I kind of wanted to hate it just because we haven't had that. But I don't hate You're it. You're forcing yourself. It's... I had to stop myself. <laughs> I got to be truthful. That's all I want. So, Alex, it is your challenge now. Uh oh. What are we watching or doing or experience? What are we playing with? <sighs> oh, cats. cats so it's not a it's not a movie. It's not a TV show. It's not a video game. God damn, it's a book. It's not a book. It's a comic book. Okay. So at least it's got pictures. Now I can participate. You got the picture stories. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know. We're going to find out. But you just told me the title. I got this going right now. <laughs> so this is a, a, Are a you comic. Are up the page? This is a comic series I've been wanting to read for so long. And I've actually talked to you about it too, Mike. Um, and it's actually coming to um, be on Amazon Prime as a, as a TV series in 2020. And it has a really good cast. Um, so it is Robert Kirkman's um, Invincible. Oh, I've been wanting to read that too. I yeah. thought you were going to say the one with the stupid... I thought you were going to say the boys. No, I was the, ready for the no. boys. I was, I was waiting for the one with the T-Rex with the jetpack or whatever. Tyrannosaurus jetpack, I think it's called. Oh, that's a newer one, isn't it? It's five, ten years ago now. But the comic series is finished. Um, it's something that I, I've been meaning to. I've always heard good things about it. Even the cast for the TV TV show. I mean, it has... You know, Seth Rogen, Mark Hamill. I mean, just uh, a, uh, a list of uh, different people. Um, so I think we should do a, a review. I think this would be good to get into the comics um, and then kind of prep ourselves for the TV series that should be coming out next year. Um, do you have an idea of like issues or anything like that? Because this is going to be yeah something that be... we're eventually we're going to dive into. Have so have you guys read it before? No. no. I would just start issue one. Okay. Yeah. I Well, I'll take that back. I've read part of... I read a few, few of the first uh, issues, but I'm going to reread them anyway. So th- this is something I've been waiting for. I was waiting for one of us it's to pick a comic book. Image. So like, what do we want to call? Yeah, it's image. How far do we want to <laughs> call three hours of a comic book? Because I mean, like I read them fast as shit. I don't know. Do you want to go like... Like an arc? Or I was going to say like maybe just an arc. Like a volume or... Let me... The I, I may have actually been prepared for this in a Flew... <laughs> I got so Alex, how are you now? I can't do it. I can't oh, do man. it on the spot. Shit. No, I took, I was I'm like, sorry. I was going to say, I think that's on my iPad currently. I took it all off my iPad to put it on, uh, or to put on Fables. So I'm going to do like, and good, and you? <laughs> I'm okay. Tonight I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, 
Not so bad. <laughs> um, oh, good well, news. Yeah. There, there's a comic book reader on the Switch now. Okay. Or you could just not hate yourself. Somehow. After watching Train Spotting and Train Spotting 2, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I said it like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys are on board. It's uh, it's first comic series. I don't know how this is going to. You know, if you do just volume one or well, I'm sure we'll figure that out. I, I think like the fir- it is it does a good job of like the first the first volume is a if you it's a good test. Give it's me a, a, test. a premise. I, I literally only know of it by title and I can picture the guy's costume, but I don't know anything about it. You got it, buddy. Um, let's see here. I don't want to TV series. Be very careful because, OK, here's the the 10,000 foot view of it. A very Superman-like hero has a son with an Earth woman, and that son is now turning 16 and waiting to get his powers, and he gets the powers, and they go mm. on adventures. Yeah, it's so pretty it's much like it. A, is it going to be like a bright burn in Sabrina? It goes places. So I, all And I know... it is the epitome of like, like the things that can never happen in superhero comics mm-hmm. happen in this comic. Cool. And this is literally started before right Walking there. Dead, but just now recently ended? Yes. Okay. Officially in it, fully ended. I met Robert Kirkman once. Totally forgot. How was he? I got him to sign the first um, How was he now? trade. Of, very good nice. Uh, I got him to sign the first trade oh, of bad. Walking Dead. And um, I was wearing a Yellow Lantern uh, Sinestro Corps ring. And it like lit up and everything. And he was signing the thing. And he, he says something about my ring. But I couldn't hear him. But I just go, ha, 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 And then he just like points at me. He's like, this guy. This guy gets it. <laughs> He, That's uh, my Robert Kirkman story. <laughs> he gave yeah. me he gave me a trade of his, of Walking Dead that wasn't out yet. Like it was the year that the Walking Dead show, mm. the first footage was shown at Comic Con. My buddy and I went. And we were in the. Uh, it was the same. It was literally right before I took that picture of Stanley. Um, we uh we were in there and it was really cool and it was like at that point where like we knew who Robert Kirkman was and like a handful of people knew yeah. but like there wasn't the fervor over Walking Dead yet. Yeah. And I was reading it in trades, and the new trade was coming out the Wednesday after Comic Con, and I was bummed out. And so, like, because I, I was like, oh, I wish I could read it. I don't know. And my buddy and I were just walking around. This is the literally I got to see the last year Robert Kirkman could be completely incognito. In the middle of like the hall, he's just sitting in the hallway mm-hmm. reading a comic book. And I saw him, and I was like, "You're Robert Kirkman." He goes, "Yeah." And I was like, "I'm a huge fan of your work. I love um." I, tr- I, I tried to like do a hard flex. I was like, I love Battle Pope. And he was like, really? And I'm like, well, I'm really no. walking dead. Like and we talked about it for like two minutes. And he's like, well, are, he's like, are you caught up? I was like, well, I read the trade. So I'm caught up to like whatever this was. And he goes, that comes out this week. You know what? Hold on. Opens his bag up, has it in the bag and goes like, you want it? I was like, for, no. like, for real? Okay. And he hands it to me. He's like, you want me to sign it? And I go, don't worry about it. No. And walk away. <laughs> so I was like, don't put yourself out, Mr. Kirkman. Not for me. <laughs> uh, uh, I got him signed. That shit. I got him. I think I got it signed before the Walking Dead show too, because I just I remember saying like not to be like the hipster dude. I'm not even in the comics like that much. I usually just do mainstream. But I found Walking Dead and I thought it was like yeah. super cool. And I was like, they should make a show out of this. And then like literally like maybe five years later, that's when the show came out. Yeah, I got into it because my uh, my old boss at Borders every year they would have like a trade show for all the managers of bookstores to go see book stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would get, they just hand samples like here, here's books, here's pre-release stuff, here's this. And they'd give him like CDs that were like all terrible. So he'd always obviously take the good ones. Yeah. 
then come in and hand all the crap out to everybody. And I'd always make out like a bandit because he knew I liked weird music. And I'm the only person in the store that liked comic books. And so he gave me the second volume of Walking Dead. And I didn't realize it was a second volume. <laughs> and it took me a minute to figure out what was going on. But I read it. I'm like, this is really good. And I found there was a first volume and I bought that. Why is that Shane guy so mean? Yeah, dude. And I, that, that show or that comic really, really worked for me. Oh, that was our Walking Dead corner. <laughs> um, the Stumbling Dead. So that is it. Okay, we are no longer recording as of now because I need you guys to give me your email addresses because I've already got 144 issues of uh, Invincible <laughs> uh, downloaded. We, we just bought them. I've already we just bought them. I've already legally purchased. We just bought them. Support your local comic book store. Bye. Support your local comic book store except for the fact they charge five dollars an issue. It's a goddamn highway robbery. And then oh. they asked me, "Do you want us to order for you?" I'm like, "No, I can order it for me." Follow it on social media. Three hours later, three number HRS later. And tell us where you like to buy your comic books from. What does buy mean? <laughs> Bye. It means bye. <laughs>